Savage Bloggers Network Podcast, Episode 9. Welcome to the Savage Bloggers Network Podcast, where we highlight some of the awesome Savage Worlds RPG content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans. This is episode nine. I'm Christian Serrano. And I am Ron Blessing. First of all, I would like to thank each and every one of you that rallied behind the thin blue line for me so that I could have this setting. And that's exactly who we did it for, Ron, was you. Yeah, totally. It's clear. That plea that you that you gave was, that's what did it. On the jam hangout, totally yeah. was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Notice how it spiked after that. I mean, they they were they were on track to fall like a thousand short. I come and talk, and two days later, it funds. I'm convinced, and I'm pretty sure that's how they hit statistics their first, works. Then they hit their first stretch goal. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Ignore the fact that like 900 people shared it on Facebook and G Plus. Ignore that. Right. Or or the additional interviews. <laughs> or yeah. No. No. No, this is oh, sound. This is sound sociological research, right here. I would just like to say, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was really awesome. We had a, a lot of people rally behind this. Um, there was a lot of shares going on. A lot of people talking about it, and um, I am super excited that this funded. It's it's a great setting. Oh yeah, I am too. I am too. And and uh, it, it was it was really impressive how people rallied around it. I, I will say, from a sort of behavioral or social or whatever it is perspective I, I was really curious as to how all of a sudden everybody became impassioned about it but regardless right. they did and it's going to fund or funded uh officially and and it reached its first stretch goal as well so that's that's impressive as well yeah and for those who backed it if you go to the very first post on their updates they have a link to the draft and they are looking for feedback and i think they're soliciting feedback i think through i want to say august but i but august 3rd or something yeah something to that effect so uh yeah if you backed it go go download it take a look at it give some good feedback and uh make the product that much better so i think the reason that it funded is because the savages kind of rallied around it Oh, definitely. You know, I don't yeah. think anybody in the community wants to see a project fail. And it was so close, you know? Yeah, it really was. And so so people just kind of piled on it, and uh, there we go. Well, and I think it goes into also that this is this is a new type of setting for Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yeah. this hasn't been done before. No, not to this kind of specificity. I mean, we talked about Marchland doing sort of a urban fantasy thing but but thin blue line is really not urban fantasy it's really you know modern sort of horror actually if it's like anything it's more like a more tightened down version of like an etu type of setting right right and you get the rules so, for you know the police procedural kind of a thing going yep, on too absolutely so one of the multiple international publishers is hitting the u.s scene why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, it's uh, GG Studio. They're the Italian translators, I believe, for Savage Worlds. So sometime back, they had done uh, a setting sort of primer guidebook or whatever uh, for uh, something called Ultima Forsan. And this is a Renaissance-based uh, RPG 
It's a, actually like an alternate history for real world Renaissance, not just Renaissance like. And uh, the idea is that you're playing characters who are fighting this sort of plague, this death plague, where like it's you're you're fighting these sort of undead creatures. Um, I think it's uh, supposed to be kind of zombie like, but I think it might extend past that as well. But uh, but it's it looks like a really rich setting. They finally put out the setting book. The official full setting book, so I'm hoping to check that out soon. Although I have, I feel like with all these kickstarters and everything, I'm kind of like overwhelmed by settings, but I can't stop. I just can't stop. I want more. Well, the core rules are nine dollars and ninety cents in PDF though right now, and that's only this week. I think they're going up after this week. Oh, okay. So I should grab that sooner rather than later. Then you should grab it nowish. Nowish. Yes. So the other thing that they're doing, they're kind of on a roll, I guess. They're putting out a new setting via Kickstarter that's going to launch on Friday. The setting's called Anascentia. It's a fantasy setting, but the way characters are created in the setting is that they just come to be. They're just like adults, basically, with their abilities out of they the game. They pop into existence. They pop into existence is basically sort of how it occurs. And we should actually say, too, when we say Friday, I mean, we, we mean Friday the 24th. By the time this releases, the Kickstarter will already be going. That's correct. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, tell us more about popping into existence, though, Christian. Yeah, so um, so I, I think that's a pretty cool pretty cool concept. On their uh, Kickstarter announcement page, we'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, they go into some detail about the setting and sort of this concept. And for example, uh, here's the blurb that they have. Can you imagine a fantasy world where people are not born yet can live forever? So that's the other thing. They, the characters live forever. Discover the magical land of Anascentia as both you and your character take your first steps in a surprising new environment. You begin your adventure with an adult character who has no previous experience but a vast set of knowledge. And you get to play from the very first moment your character is created. You don't have to That's learn speaking, really walking, or even fighting. Those and, of course, many other skills, they just belong to you. So that's... Interesting. Yeah. At first, I was like kind of scratching my head. I'm like, well, isn't this just how RPGs work in general? <laughs> For most players, <laughs> but but I think from a storytelling perspective, this is new and this is different, and I think it, it can be really compelling. Where you just you have no you have no um, history to your character; they just are. Well, there's just... a there's a lot of folks that don't like to talk about their character's past when they sit down to play they, because they feel like it's not important because it happened in the past. I think those people might get a kick out of this because it forces everybody else at the table to do that. <laughs> that's that's a fair point, right? Yeah. It's like, ha, all those times you made fun of me for not having a character background, now you don't have a character background, and that's you part of the story. One, and you don't get one. This, <laughs> by the way, this setting would kill Veronica. <laughs> this would kill her. Really? Is yeah. She, is she all about the background? She, she's all about the background. Like, awesome. Like, wow. Like, I'd be like, honey, make a character with no background. Go. And it would hurt her. Okay, so here's what you have to do, Ron. Between this episode and the next one, you need to tell Veronica about it, try to sell her on it, and then tell us about her reaction. <laughs> I think I already know what it's going to be. That sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Let's put it to the test, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll circle back on it next week. Let's awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. And the Kickstarter will be going, and then next thing you know, she'll be backing it, right? That's right. So, yeah, or maybe not. So, you know, we, we talked about how I'm back to blogging. Yeah. I, I have a very funny confession to make. I did Theater of the Savage Mind Part 2 and then didn't share it out anywhere. I know. I didn't either. I'm sorry. So it's got nothing on it. Like, I've spent all week like an idiot thinking, wow, nobody cared. Everybody cared like when I said I was going to do it and then I did right. it. 
but they don't even know it exists. So basically what I did was I went over some of the minutiae of the existing rules, kind of reminding people what you have to remember when you're dealing with the template rules in general and how that would apply to converting it to dice. And the one rules change, not change, but addition that I made was I created a way for people to get hit by their own area effect attacks. I tied it to the size of the template to decide how much of you and your group <laughs> are going to get hit by by uh, by these explosions. And that was the main thing of it. If you're interested, definitely go check that out. I had a lot of fun writing it. And uh, we're going to continue on next week. I'm not sure what the next topic is going to be, but we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Another great Pinnacle release this week, um, the last Parsec core book uh, came out. I've already kind of flipped through it because I waited about 15 seconds to get it. Oh, you got it already. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And it's, it's neat. It, it really fleshes out the races. I know the, the primer did some of that. Um, there are some setting rules in there. Beyond that, what that was are, in the uh, in the in the sci-fi companion, yeah, there are some standard setting rules that are in there, and so it's definitely worth having. And one of my favorite Savage Worlds things, it comes with an adventure generator. Ah, uh, so that's great. And and unlike before, but if you, a lot of people noticed, I know I noticed that there no starting cash. Everybody assumed. Oh, your starting cash is five hundred because it's a Savage Worlds game, right? Or they looked at the monthly salary for a Jump Corps employee, which is five thousand. That's not the case. The actual starting cash is something like I can't remember whether it's two or three thousand. I think it's two thousand. Oh, interesting. So is that yep. to to account for like uh, is equipment in the last parsec typically higher in cost, or is or is that just well, yeah, the sci fi companion stuff is is a little higher in cost. Okay. All right, so it's accounting then, for that. Then you're interested. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yep. So definitely check that out. And you're going to talk about one of my favorite people in the Savage community. Right indeed, now. indeed. So Charles White of Fabled Environments put up a new bundle up on DriveThroughRPG.com that is the entire Fabled Environments catalog. I am a big fan of Fabled Environments, particularly their modern floor plans. They have pretty much a, a modern floor plan for just about anything you can think of. Um, and, and they're, they're awesome. They come in various versions. So, so you buy a map, you get it with the grid, without the grid, with labels, without the labels, uh, a reference page or a full scale, you know, a one inch grid. What I like to do with these is I like to take them down to my local office store and have them print since it's like a blueprint. Yeah. I have them printed on plotter paper. Um, so you call ahead to the store and make sure that the printer they have is wide enough. Right. And then you bring it there. And it's actually relatively inexpensive to print it. And once I have one of those printed, I will roll it up and put it in a poster tube and save it for another time. Do you laminate it too or do you just you just roll it you up? You know, as I recently found some reasonable laminating, so I'm going to start doing that. Nice. In the past, I have, and I've just been kind of careful knowing, you know, it was inexpensive enough. And it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, this week we're on a plane again. I'm, You know, that's... Not going to happen, but... Um, so so for those who, who haven't done large size printing like that, what does that typically cost? You know, I remember feeling like it was really, um, really reasonable. It was it was less than 20 bucks to print a map. Not bad. I think it was like 15, 12 maybe. It, it was not yeah. expensive. That's not bad. No, it's, it's not expensive. It's completely reasonable. Um, 
and I think lamination can be done relatively cheaply. What you want to do is avoid the big outlets. Um, you want to find a local company right. to do laminating, and that's where you're going to find lam- laminating cheaper and l- often better because it's not just some college kid that's working at Office Depot or whatever. If you find a, a professional, smaller-scale company that just does printing and laminating, you're going to find a better deal on your on your costs. Right, so. right. Um, but anyway, another another cool thing Charles does is if you're going to be running a game at a con, you let him know and he'll hook you up with a map. Oh, and, and then you, he just asks that you tell the people at the table where you get it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the 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 bundle itself is about ninety bucks. But what's cool about it is it's not just maps. He also does Savage Worlds Adventures. Often they're bundled with maps as well, or they cor- they correspond to a map that he's produced. And in fact, one of the adventures that's included with this bundle is actually written by Clint Black. Yeah, and another one is written by John Beatty. It's uh, it's I can't remember the title right now, but it's the one that's up for an any right now, and he's actually local to me here in Tucson. Oh, neat! Oh, very cool. And and little bombshell, you one day may see one written by uh, some hack named uh, Ron Blessing. Is that so, guy? Uh, I know, I know. I heard he's doing some blog series about. Gaming with I miniatures. Uh, yeah, or and he's miniatures. a ham, too. He just loves to hear his own voice. Oh, I know. I it's know. ridiculous. Can't get him to shut yeah. up. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear his wife can't get him to shut up, either. Oh, yeah. I don't know how she yeah. tolerates him. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Living for Crits did a YouTube interview um, with Morn Shap, the guy that is doing uh, Winter Eternal. We're going to link that. You should definitely go check it out. I'm really digging Winter Eternal. It seems really interesting to me. I like the fact that it's this, it's like post-post-apocalyptic fantasy. Like, my favorite post-apocalyptic fantasy uh, setting, which I think is also kind of post-post-apocalyptic, is Earthon. Right. And Winter Eternal is is similar in that way that, that things have kind of been, it's after an apocalypse, but things are a little bit more established than you might expect in a typical post-apocalyptic games so you're not going to be like right. all right we need to go find you know peanut butter right and find out where we can get peanut butter now in the post-apocalypse that's not going to be happening in this game they've also released a couple of uh, free products one is a one sheet called the manure menace which i think is pr- probably probably kind of a crappy adventure to be honest <laughs> get it see what i did there no i'm sure it's awesome it's just got poop in the title so i had to say that Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they released these isometric battle maps um, that are for a couple of different locations. They're really neat. They look like they're kind of sketched, like in that Take On Me video, that song, Take On Me. By AHA. They're kind of sketched by AHA, uh-huh. yeah. We'll, we'll put a link to the video. You should link to notes. that as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. So if you can make your minis look like that too, it'll be really an interesting effect. You know, with but, the Reaper bones, you could you could totally do that. Just get your pencil and you know, oh sketch yeah, on them. totally. Yeah. Just sketch with your pencil on your on your Reaper bones miniature, right? <laughs> or just you know, take a metal miniature and do some white primer. Oh yeah, there you go. Have at it. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm glad. See, we're here for the tips too. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, yeah. That's that's a good wrap up point. I think. Um, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Thank you for listening. And be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savagebloggers.net. There we have links to the aggregated SBN news feed, our YouTube and SoundCloud channels, this podcast, and more. If you do enjoy our show and you want to show your support, check out our Patreon page or our PayPal donation link, both of which are available from the main website. And whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. You know, Christian, it's always hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs. Really? Yeah, well, they take things literally. That they do. <laughs>